0: good day to you my beautiful friends. I do hope you are well. Welcome to episode 31 of Cross Button VR, our journey into the world of PSVR 2. A show for those who want to share in our newcomers enthusiasm for the world of VR. Now I'm your host Laurie but for anyone who's just accidentally stumbled across this podcast I want to let you know that we are part of the Cross Players. So if you find yourself enjoying what you hear check out thecrossplayers.com for links to all of our content and our Discord. Uh, and if you really do like this show you should check out Crosscast, our weekly pod that covers the full spectrum of gaming, not just VR. So yeah, check that out. And you, if you really also enjoy listening to Ben and Alex, then check that one out as well. um Speaking of which, it is an honor to be joined once again by two of the most audacious influencers in the metaverse. It is Ben and Alex. Hello, chaps. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Audacious. I think that... Audacious. Yeah. yeah is that audacious in the is in your you're quite rude or you're very bold and daring. I like to think the former, but we'll let our listeners decide.
1: I like to the
0: latter. Rude. You're not? No. <laughs> Never um, rude. <laughs> well, let's ask uh, Phil too. What do you think of that? Um,
2: <laughs> she gets yeah, some I, good decor I, then?
0: Yeah. Well, don't. Let's not, not do that. Let's not start insulting the patrons on the show, please. Um, but yeah, CrossCards, you do deserve credit because you do that every Thursday night and you record this every Friday night. So yeah, fair play. You must
1: love chatting about games, you two. <laughs> We do. we do. And we just love chatting to each other. We that's know, the main thing. <laughs> just the no matter the topic.
2: Ben's yeah. my podcast husband.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, you are mine.
0: Some call you both <laughs> Bellex. That's what we call you now.
2: Bellex <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a bit too uh, close to another word that people call us.
0: Alan. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it's fine. From now on, mm. it is an honour to be joined by Belex. No. It's <laughs> so, not going to work, is it? Right, okay, well, let's... um got some news, as always. We've got some news about what we've been playing, and it's a little topic we're going to discuss today. Um, we're going to be asking, what is going on with all of these broken games that keep arriving on PSVR 2? Because it's not a good look, um, and we're going to try and try and dig into some of these games, try and question what is going on with that. Um, so yeah, first up though, let's talk about the news. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is there's been a range of uh, hands on impressions for the new Ghostbusters game, uh, Rise of the Ghost Lord, I believe it's called. Uh, and that looks it's looking good, right? Yeah, 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 I think so. It looks good. Uh, solid arcade like VR co op, as this as uh, upload VR say. Um, but yeah, I think it's looking good. Um, some of it saying. By arcade, it kind of reads basic. Is is that kind of a fair, a fair sense when people say, okay, it's an arcade game. Okay, so it doesn't have a huge amount of depth to it. Um, and there's some previews saying it's quite kind of for a younger audience. Um, so we'll see,
1: see how it sort of plays and
0: how it pans out and stuff.
1: That sounds good to me, though. I think we've got enough kind of realistic military shooter kind of things. It'd be good to get something that's a bit more fight. a bit more
2: colourful, yeah. simple. Is it did yeah, look quite thing. fun when I mean, you've seen all like, the different proton packs and everything and trying to yeah. fire and catch the ghosts and pull them together and as you've seen some of the co-op stuff going, and what appeared to be co-op I thought, I thought it did look pretty fun. I'm like... I can't say it was like oh my god this looks amazing or this looks it's not it's not your synapse like it, it isn't that type of impression or that type of gameplay it certainly doesn't feel that way but it doesn't need to be that as long as it's that solid experience and I think as you alluded to in the topic I think at least because we know this is coming from End Dreams then it should work and it should be good and it should be of a decent pedigree um, yeah
0: and also in the previews mentioning that it seems like it's been developed first for PSVR 2 and it makes use of the PSVR 2 features, which, as I'll we'll come on to later in the episode, uh, is not something we can be taking for granted these days. So it's good to see that this has been developed with the PSVR 2 in mind. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so not too long to wait for that one. Is it October the 15th, I want to say?
2: I thought it was the 26th, but I could it be making was. that up as well.
0: No, I think, I think it's, it's the 26th you tend to keep better track of these things than I do. So, uh, yeah, so not long long to wait on that one. Looking good, though. Looking good. Um, Speaking of ghosts, see what I did there? Um, Ghost Signal, uh, a a Stellaris game. That's a very strange title again. Um, And that's coming out this October, and that's a port of previous games that were on, um, I think it's been on Quest and something else, Pico. I don't know. Uh, It's coming out as PCR2 um so that's good it's supposed to be um quite a quite a action roguelike type thing but again it's supposed to be quite well reviewed quite well regarded um so it's good um good to see that coming across either you see the trailer for this one
2: yeah i mean this one does look really interesting you see it has been on steam i think this is now coming to psvr 2 and steam vr um okay and it's it's, it's in the Stellaris world and it, it just looks it looks really interesting for that kind of different type of roguelite. It almost when I was looking at some of the trailer and it almost kind of gave me Slay the Spire vibes to a certain extent in Ooh. terms of you know <laughs> Yeah well
0: hang you got, you've got many of my yeah. attention.
2: Yeah um, but I think it feels like at the minute fast travel games are the studio that are just suddenly all these games are coming from and the publisher where everything's coming from because you get this and Broken Edge has just come from them and also Vampire the Masquerade and it feels like this is their time and it's their games that are suddenly mm. appearing. But yeah, this this does look interesting. I'm looking forward to trying this.
0: So am I supposed to have heard of Stellaris? You said this, this is a Stellaris game. I've
1: never heard of that before
2: there are a mm. few different stellaris games out there yeah so there are other games and console games and um
1: so is that just the name of the the franchise The universe the... of franchise oh, okay. almost
2: yeah so i think it's like say i think stellaris is the i've never played a stellaris game and i'm completely making this up but i think stellaris is like the universe um
0: okay mm.
1: well you sound um, like an expert to me what, so that's good enough for me yeah i mean it's all relative isn't it Out of the three of us um <laughs> the what is it that reminded you of Slay the Spire? It was the base, t- it was almost t- a little like
2: So how the Slay the Spire map as you're going up yeah. it. it was a bit yeah. like that.
1: Okay. Um, okay.
0: Good. Yeah, okay, well, it's coming with a, a PSVR 2 demo as well, so um, people can check that out. It arrives on October the 5th, so literally probably about a week away from when people are, are hearing this. Um, and, yeah, there'll be a demo download as well. So no excuse, everyone can check that one out and see what they think of it. Um, next up, we have got a release window also for October, increasingly a busy month. You've got your spreadsheet updated, Alex, all your releases. Uh, Propagation Paradise Hotel. Um, and that's been dated for October. We don't know even when in October yet. They're still being mysterious and spooky. Um, but we just didn't know it was just 2023 before. Now it's been uh, starting to starting to focus in on October. So again, another Halloween-y type game there.
2: Yeah. Another one that's really highly regarded on other platforms. So yeah, people yeah. are quite excited to see this one coming. And another um, one I'm
0: definitely not going to play.
2: So yeah, I'm going to put my big boy pants on and start to try and play some of these scary games. Like, I need yeah, to do it's it.
0: just, yeah, it's just. The, this one, especially, it's like you're in some some hotel and all the lights go out and the people, all the all, all the kind of guests have been turned into zombies and they're all just trying to smash through the doors to to get you and stuff. I, was like, I don't want to play that. That just seems really just stressful.
1: It just let me just people like uh, spooky content and during October, though, don't they? I think we. Have an obligation to play some horror games.
2: There's plenty coming. Could you get this? And you have Madison VR. I mean, Ghostbusters could almost kind of feed into that category. I'm yeah, sure there's something spooky. else. It's got
0: Ghost. Seventh yeah. Guest is the other one. Seventh Guest. So it's like, yeah. The, and yeah, I I think, think you don't make a kind of think um, campaign about like, just This after, is like the spooky um, season, November. the ultimate accessory.
1: Mm. Definitely. Mm. So,
0: yeah. Spooky times, spooky times. <laughs> yeah, right man. Um, yep. And then next up, there was a game, a port announced for a game called Blink and the S- Vacuum of Space. Um, I should have segued on from the other space game. Damn it, um, you Alex, you've got the details on this one.
2: I do. So this is a. It's described as an autism-friendly VR adventure. Um, which I thought is quite interesting so it comes from a studio was actually based not far from me in Glasgow um from changing day studio who are they say they're passionate and innovative game development studio in Glasgow dedicated to creating inclusive and immersive immersive gaming experiences for players of all backgrounds so it's nice to see something like this come out with people who maybe struggle with games like this so it says it has the key features of the game like include like, a no fail state, so the game allows you to explore um, without any fear of failure. Inclusive design to like to work closely with autistic individuals to create comfortable and enjoyable experiences for all players. There's also like a timeout button where you can, if you need to take a break, you can hit a watch so that you're taken to like a cool a tranquil area if you just need a timeout from the game. Um, in an accessibility menu, and then it just takes full advantage of the PSVR's two's features. So, yeah, this looks like a a good option, and the more you see for include inclusivity, the better for any gaming.
0: Um, mm. and platform. not being funny, but I mean, all those things you just read out sound
1: fantastic. That sounds all, yeah. like something mm. I
0: want in all my games.
1: <laughs> yeah, frankly. The time out button. Yeah, absolutely. PC VR. Yeah.
0: Very fun. Um, it looks a bit yeah. like
1: a uh, job or vacation simulator. Yeah, a little bit. In terms bit like of the actual gameplay, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks yeah, really clean. Nice it looks art nice. style. It
2: does look nice. Nice art style and everything, and that looks
0: quite fun. It does have yeah. fun vibe. Also, yeah, no fail states. I mean, this is a completely different topic for a completely different discussion, but no fail states. Yeah, you know, if I'm reading a book, there's no no fail state on a book. If I want to just skip to the end of it, I can do that. If I'm watching a thing on Netflix, I can just skip to the end of it if I want. Why are the games? Like you say no you can't get past this boss you can't get the rest of the content that you've bought it's like no, i've bought this let me get past it um so yeah any game i think should have the option to yeah maybe try it two or three times you think do you want to just skip this because you, you know it's your game you can do it on with it <laughs> like why do it make it so hard for people um ah. just, speaking as a parent as well my, my son gets so like frustrated with games that just like unnecessarily push you know push you away or push back and um, I don't want to start a whole debate about like, or you know, FromSoft games and all oh, those too difficult. It should, be easy, <laughs> should be an easy mode, but there should just be like a chapter select unlocked from the start of the game. If I want to just choose the end chapter and see what's going on there, I can do. I don't know why I want to do that necessarily, but you know, it's my game. Let me.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like I remember a game that did do that. Like I played the boss a couple of times. It says you just want to skip this.
0: Can't remember the mo- off the top of my head which game it was, but it was good. I liked it. But Mario games tend to do it nowadays brilliantly, as well. And some people yeah. get like a bit offended. Like, I don't need that, but you don't have to pick up the the mushroom. It's there for for players that you just think, yeah, gone. Just let me get past this level. because yeah. I want to see what's
1: next. And Insomniac do the. Do you want to skip the boring shit bit and get back or to or the just, good
2: stuff? Or just like so, just get the game. Hey, Here he is
0: <laughs> talking to Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah any boss fight should just allow you to do that um good okay well i'll we'll keep an eye out for that one next up we've got this is quick fire news i like it it's uh border bots which we were looking forward to playing that and releasing imminently uh, if would that have already been released by now but either way it's been pushed back and not just by a few days or weeks or even months it's been pushed back until next year what's going on there alex
2: Basically, they've pushed it back because they want to release on all platforms at the same time. Because I was about mm-hmm. So, we've had. I had played a bit of this. We were going to talk about this tonight because the embargo yeah. was supposed to be up early next week. So, because the game was coming out. Um, but we can't really now. We could talk about a little bit of it. But I don't think there's any point. Um, so, it's been pushed back to land simultaneously on all platforms. So, they didn't want to. And this isn't actually what it said in the press release, but I pushed for a little bit more information. This. So I don't
0: know if I'm supposed to say that. Investigative anyway. journalism um, from Alex. So
2: Basically what I was told
0: is they didn't exclusive. want to do this.
1: This yes. is a CBVR exclusive. It's getting
0: an amplious shit out of me now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this. Is that noise? <laughs> oh, it's just
2: bad. So basically I went back and said, is there anything wrong with this? Because like, it seems to be running fine. Like, Why have you delayed it? And they basically said... "Um." rather than release the Steam and PSVR 2 version next week, and wait till mm-hmm. next year to release the meta version, since the meta version that's not ready. Like um, so they want to keep them all at once, whereas I feel like this game is actually very good and very worth releasing just now, but that's their decision, I guess. So look forward to it in February, and we'll talk about it more then,
1: but I think it'll be worth mm. it. Maybe even talk about that decision of theirs on our topic of the show as well. Oh, oh, yeah. That's an it's interesting that... stance they've taken <clears throat>
0: Hmm. But well, there's one game that's had its release date moved. And speaking of games moving their release dates, tennis on court uh has moved its release date forward by three days, I believe. Three days from the twentieth to the seventeenth. Uh which is, you know, cool, good for them. Uh is that to think to avoid the other is it? Yeah, they do say it,
2: that. They said it was to avoid yeah. Spidey. They said just to go Spidey some room.
0: Just to yeah.
1: get them people hooked on tennis, tennis on court. Yeah. So they don't even pay any attention to Spider Man. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Bold, bold strategy. Well, also
0: Mario, Mario Wonder as well comes out on that day. So it's quite a busy day. I think that's two. Yeah, that's you're both platform holders, both the main platform holders. Um, the two important platform holders platform have both got first party <laughs> big games
1: out on that day. <laughs> um, three days though. It does make you wonder what difference three days is going to make? I know. I don't really think it's going to make a huge, amount of difference. I
0: don't know. I bet these things, I bet it does make a difference because, especially games like that, people think, oh, I've got nothing to play. I don't want to get into a big game because I know Spider Man's coming out. I'm definitely going to play that. Oh, I'll just play this. I download this and just play this for a couple of days and just start. It, you just tempt people to buy it. Whereas, if, you know, on that 20th, everyone who owns PlayStation, all right, I know not everyone, but most people are going to be picking up Spider Man and playing it on that day. Oh, that's where all the, the, the talk and the hype is going to be. The, 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 PSN store is all going to be completely blanketed by Spider-Man. So I bet mm. if three days before, I bet you are going to the store and it'll be tennis on court. But they wouldn't have had that if they'd have been on the 20th. Yeah. So it's that, it's that, that visibility. Is yeah. There you go um and this is the last bit of the news here which is not strictly psvr 2 related i think uh we got a trailer for assassin's creed nexus and i want to mention that just because it looks pretty pretty awesome Uh we still don't know they haven't said it's an exclusive to quest they haven't mentioned releasing anywhere else so there's hopefully it's just a case of we can't you know it's a timed exclusivity we can't mention it if it's going to come anywhere else until it's out and then hopefully a period will elapse and then we can find out there's going to be uh, coming to other platforms as well. I hope that is the case because if it doesn't come to PlayStation platforms it's going to be um, a real a real shame, um, especially because Assassin's Creed games all of them have always been on PlayStation um, there's been exclusives like the Vita one, whose name I forget now, um, that was you know exclusive to a PlayStation platform, so it's a real series that has just been Evolved and grown with PlayStation, so it'd be, it'd be a big shame if there's an entry that doesn't doesn't come.
2: Yeah, hopefully we find so. They did date it as well, didn't they? Did, did the seventeenth of November, I think. It mm. got dated for to come out of meta. Um, so hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll get a bit of clarity because I mean it feels feels like there's no way this as you say there should be no way this doesn't come to playstation unless meta have paid a ridiculous amount of money which you wouldn't put them past and, them, to be i fair. mean
0: to be fair with all the kind of consolidation and stuff going on in the industry you wouldn't put it past meta to just buy ubisoft and think right so you're going to make games for us now Yeah, you know, frankly um and they could just be a platform and um and they'll release games everywhere else but they'll just be meta games cuz I just want and then they're just trying to use yeah you can imagine like the division in the metaverse and stuff it's all their their games are all increasingly moving into the metaverse and stuff so um i could see meta just trying to buy them and if that happens then it may never see the light of day on playstation but yeah with these big vr games big they must they look like they're making Yeah, they're spending some money on it it looks like very high production value so you think they'd want to uh recoup as much of that as possible so they'll take the take the envelope full of cash from meta to have exclusive for a few months and then can get the sales elsewhere as well fingers crossed anyway because yeah i'll be gutted if if it doesn't cool any final thoughts on any of that that we just discussed
2: no but it just feels like it's never ending when more games coming I like every day or something else so we'll see see what next yeah. brings
0: yeah yeah they should have more VR state of play shouldn't they all this stuff you can get all these games lift. that VR corner mm. Mm. cool right what have we been playing then chaps let's start with something we've all been playing and that is more Crossfire Sierra Squad I love this game hey. love it well yeah i <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. It's not okay. going to win like it's not going to win game of the year, but I think it's just so much fun to just. It's so like like I said before when we reviewed it, it's just such dumb fun. I, I just, it's such a what I want from a VR game. You can just jump into it at the end of the day and just lark about just shooting waves of buddies It's so like mindless fun. It's just like an arcade game. It? It's 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 that real arcade game in your on your VR. Yeah, but I, I'm I played, sensitive. To uh, You're
1: not enjoying it, Ben? No, no, no. I've I, I, I was quite impressed with it. I've only played the very first level, so you know, take these impressions with a pinch of salt. But, um, yeah, very impressed with it actually. Gameplay wise, it's, it's good fun. Uh, the, the kind of it took me a minute to get used to the holding a rifle with two hands, and mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not quite one to one like where you're moving your hands in real life compared to how you're holding the gun, if that makes sense. There's a bit of kind of getting used to that. Um, But yeah, I think the actual like gameplay itself, which is ultimately what it's all about, does feel really good. And then, yeah, after doing that first level, it then teaches you how to use a sniper rifle. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like the whole zooming in thing.
0: Those first couple of levels are essentially shooting galleries. The one, as you Mm. progress, the levels do become more moving through them. It's still completely linear and quite kind of time crisis-y, but they're not. Yeah. Like the first couple of levels literally are just one one area, aren't they? Like you're, the first one, you're in that street scene, uh, ducking yep. behind cars. And that second level, you're you're up on that tower with a sniper rifle, and that's it. You can't go anywhere else. But the, the levels after that, they do start to
1: get more expansive. Not Yeah, that's expansive. a shame. That's, that's a shame. Uh, I, quite li- I quite like just being planted in one spot, enemies just coming out picking them off and then waiting for them to come out again not sure i'll, I'll be interested to see how it plays with You'd yeah like I mean, don't horde get me wrong, moving then. around as well yeah don't get me wrong is that not, what horde like, mode is basically just waiting fending people off hmm. oh, that's cool
2: because i was hmm. playing with um i was playing with friend of the show in patreon games with d because he was trying to get one of the trophies in horde mode and he's um he's he's journey to the platinum not that I was very much helped if anything I just felt very inferior because he was very good at the game very talented mm. with his gun and I well. just kept dying like I'm dead again I'm dead again and then eventually you get to a state where you're actually properly dead and you don't come back to life um, for a couple of waves but he did get the trophy so I did must have helped a little bit and then me and him played some co-op <laughs> and it's a lot of fun I'm just not very good
0: you're just there to help him get the trophy you're just there yeah. like a, just also like an extra difficulty mode because also as well as getting all the baddies it's also got to revive you and and stuff, yeah. So. so it
2: was about eight, yeah. I think he maybe was about like 75% of the kills to like my maybe 25% if I was lucky. But does um, not any, right. any contribution helps, doesn't it? Exactly. Every little helps, exactly. does it? He?
1: Hmm. Do the way yeah. Um, the kind of uh comfort settings, I went with like the first option, uh, and I think it was a bit too extreme. The vignette was like mm-hmm. basically just was just too really really intense like that it just it didn't sort of fade in either it just goes as soon as you start walking it just goes zunk and you see him through this tunnel. I hate those
0: vignettes turn all that shit off
1: yeah well I, you know i like to try and bed myself in but it, that even for me that was way too extreme uh, initially so um, yeah I think I'll probably go to the next well I've, I've turned down the intensity of that vignette anyway um, so I'd be interested to see how the next few levels how that feels now. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with it. It was lovely in arcadey, just like you guys said. So you know, yeah, pretty cool.
2: we should play together though. Cause it's definitely more fun together. I would say even for as much fun as it is playing through the levels on your own, like the co-op levels are good in the horde mode. I think if there was three or four of us in doing that, I think it would mm. just be quite funny because you just start get all the big cunts with the hammers come at you and you're just <laughs> like, you all these, you um, know, <laughs> the, the, uh, the drones start firing bombs and grenades in through the windows and then there's other like chief scout to get in and you're just like, ah. and, and I'm just like, save me. But it's fun. That's-
0: yeah, I did that one of the levels I did last night. I had uh, the, the big hammer guy and then I'm trying to fumble, me, like, oh God, put my gun down, get my shotgun out, launch a grenade And it's just like so manic and hectic and stuff, which like, I can imagine if it was any way realistic, that's probably what I'd be like. I'd be like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> just Throw everything in. <laughs> Yeah. Um. but yeah it's just I. yeah I like just playing through the campaign it feels like uh, a tutorial essentially it's just this kind of like teaching you how to play it and then when you go online to play it with people you can actually be quite good I imagine Games with probably. he's probably finished the, the campaign in the first day I suspect yeah I think so he's got loads of Platinums so that lad he's got loads of Platinums like thousands of Platinums it's Legend the same Pro. yeah he is And something you were just talking about when you were playing with him and him obviously being really good and you being awful reminded me of something I read about Ghostbusters. So just to quickly heart back to that, it does a thing where if you match makes you with someone that's much better than you, the enemies will gang up and focus on that person and leave you alone, which I was like, that is a genius mechanic. That's great. That is genius. So you can play, they get the hard experience and you can still contribute and have fun and enjoy it. That's cool. But what a great idea. What a just Simple game design. So End Dreams. Hmm. Duff my capture. That's fucking genius. Um That's good. Anyway. Uh but yeah, Crossfire. I I just yeah, I think it's not gonna win any Game of the Year awards or anything it but it's just in terms of it's that VR dumb arcade fun. It really reminds me of just playing games like Time Crisis or even like other games like the games i forget where it was now there was a game in the arcades years ago we used to have a sniper rifle and you could like zoom in and There was like a little screen in the sniper rifle that you can put your eye to and stuff and you could see targets close up that was a great arcade um if anyone's listening knows what i'm talking about please tweet me i know
2: i'm <laughs> sure I, I, I i'm sure i remember what you're talking about
0: but i can't remember the name. but yeah that i was a favorite arcade game of mine i just was like wowed by the tiny little screen in the, in the scope when i was younger when i was a kid so this game like really evokes that for me i think that's why it, oh, it's that kind of memory of that i think it's that kind of nostalgia element to it which is really weird like a game with this is nostalgic but it kind of is for that reason um yeah i, I really enjoy it well the other game uh, ben you and i have both uh, played is uh broken edge the new game mm. Uh and this is this is out already now, isn't it? People people can buy this one now. Yeah.
1: Um how far have you got, Ben? How how much you played? I mean as far as my capabilities will take me. Um <laughs> so not very far. <laughs> at all. It's very hard. Yeah, it's it's um, very hard. Um I should probably explain what it is as well. Yeah, what is it? It's quite
0: unique. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous looking game. I'll say that about it. I love the art style and the presentation of it. It's really cool. But you are essentially you're sword fighting, you're dueling um, with various types of um, sword wielding enemy. So it could be a kind of barbarian, it could be like a knight, like an old school knight with a sword. Um, could you got samurais in there? You got Vikings. You got all all, of the, all of that lot. You know, all the different types of historical fighters with swords. I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm uh, okay. and you have to it's, it's kind of a weird mechanic where they come at you with their sword you can't move you're, you're rooted on the spot they come at you with their swords um, and you have to strike their sword and you try and sort of slice into their swords uh, and you have to do it where the two swords meet that's where they break and you have to try and make your sword longer than their sword um, which is, yeah, when <laughs> mm. <laughs> you cross your swords. <laughs> um, uh, and if you do that, you kind of work away, you, you kind of work away at their sword and it gets weaker and weaker. And then once they have depleted their sword's energy, you can then go in for the kill and stab them and defeat them that way. So it's kind yeah. of a weird, like, It's a weird mechanic because you are, it's kind of a bit like fencing, I guess. You just, you are, but how it kind of has to work in VR, I guess, is the way to make it work is that you're trying to get the sword as, hit their sword as deep as you can with the tip of your sword. As close, exactly. Yeah. Alex is close in this conversation, isn't he? (laughs) It's so much innuendo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You have to use. The You're tip trying to of really get sword. close to going deep the shaft the tip of your sword. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's it. Really, sort of working the <laughs> shaft, trying to huh. down to yeah the grip. Um, yeah, it's it's odd. <laughs> it's an odd mechanic, uh, and it, I don't think I've really got my head around. Because obviously, your your opponent is walking towards you. You don't move. You just sort of stand there and wait for them to come towards you, don't you? Yeah. Um, And I don't think I've quite got the hang of at what point I should be striking or at what angle I should be holding my sword or anything like that.
2: And then when you throw
1: in, you you know, you've. Like, I played as the pirate and you've got like five different swords on you that you can just pull out at any point. Yeah. And uh, it's. Yeah, it's a lot it feels very technical. It feels like you yeah, need to and the get samurai also well like had a...
0: yeah, the samurai also had another sword. And I think those swords they don't recover so you can use those yeah. like once and then they're broken. They broke, yeah, you, they're yeah. not a magic sword like the one that you're holding. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's very technical. That's, you know, that's a good way of saying it. Because when they kind of the enemies are walking towards you, they're kind of swinging their sword around. So you have to kind of anticipate where it's going to go. And I really like that about it. It's that the sword's coming in and you think, okay, I can duck away and then I can come yeah. in and then I can strike. And because you've got to strike at the tip of your sword, again, you kind of have to dodge and weave and stuff. So there's kind of, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is very technical. And I feel like if you uh, got good at it and really put the time in, You'd be able to pull off some really impressive uh, moves, and it'd be very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Alex. As long as there's
2: some sod left at the end, then you yeah. are all happy.
0: Yeah, and there's some exactly. there's some weird mechanics where we have to hold your stance. That was that was with the the samurai. Did the did the pirate do that? We have to hold a stance, and it can sort of charge up if you hold a stance. Uh, no, can so the pirate, you, have to do a couple you charge of quick up quick thrusts. Alex, you have to do a couple of quick thrusts and it charges up your shot and it um it makes your sword makes extra you more powerful. Full um, of energy, yeah. There's With like the a massive which sort of comes out of your sword.
1: Yeah. You shakes your sword <laughs> it's around it's a little true, bit though. as you're a pirate. <laughs> uh and the I also played as the Ronin for a little bit, and in order to make your sword bigger and more powerful, <laughs> you have to sheath it. Um and then when you unsheathe <laughs> it. And when you unsheath it, it That's when you can really just you know go out and with the tip. Just the tip. Oh, come on. Come on, lads. We We're better than this. We are better than this. It's uh, No, so but what I, do you think
0: of the game? What do I think about? I my issue with the game is that there was no uh, sort of story or context or explanation as to what is going on, it felt quite kind of basic and that you were just sort of dropped in. There was instructions delivered just by kind of floating scrolls that told you what to do, and then you, just, you have to strike a candle and then it'll give you the next bit of text. You can't just press a button, you have to hit the candle. It's like, okay, keep yeah. doing that. Um, and that's quite you read nice, I thought. Nice yeah, way to interact, interact kind of in VR, is VR.
1: To Slice the candle in half,
0: but there <laughs> was no like, I don't know, I could have done with some someone telling me what. What was where was I? What was this some um, sort of kind of ghostly realm, and I'm having to fight these uh, ghosts of various um, warriors? There was just no like, what am I doing here? What, and because of that, I didn't really, um, it didn't hook me because I was like, this just seems, is this just going to go on forever? Is there do I just fight them all? And I can see there was stuff you unlock. There's some stronger mm. fighters that you can unlock, but you so you have to kind of work your way through jewels with all the other ones first. But I was like, well, why? I don't. Yeah, I just didn't really get the sense of. What it was all about, really? I would, I kind of need no. stuff, something to c- compel me to see some mystery to solve, or they set me up a story, tell me I need to defeat these people, so I can find out the mystery to what's going on or why I'm in this ghostly realm or whatever it might be, and then it gives me a reason to do it. But I just, I, I did a few of them, and I was like, I just, I don't really want to do another six now, so I just kind of stopped playing. Um, didn't feel yeah. that that pull to sort of keep me, keep me going with it. And I think it needs that for me, just to be able to carry on um, with the becoming more technically um, issue with it, because I felt like the, yeah. the the graphics of it and the that kind of mechanics of it, it felt like a really strong game that if you've got the time and the energy to put into it, you could really become accomplished with it. And it, mm. it seems like it's a really strong technical game there, but for me, there wasn't enough of a... A reason to, to to keep playing it, really? So
1: no, I I would completely agree. I think it needs that because it's not instantly fun, like something like a pistol whip or a Beat Saber or something like that can get away with not having a story because it's like so yeah instantaneous. Yeah. Whereas this is, uh, I don't necessarily want to do keep dying to this same guy over and over again because it's it's not it doesn't have that same yeah. Feel to it, it's more shit. I need to actually learn this slowly, take my time with it. And the leveling up seemed very slow as well. And I wasn't even sure when I leveled up what that did. Yeah, I end- would
0: say that the tutorial, and again, I'm probably just stupid, but the tutorial, I was like, I still don't really get what I'm doing here. This is still quite confusing. Um, so yeah, yeah. and holding those stances to power up your sword, it, it just, I like, Am I doing this right? Is this, is this what I should be doing? So it was, yeah. It, I think, it does seem like if if you're into this game and you're into the idea of sword fighting, I, when I was playing, when I was it felt cool to be swinging the swords around and to dueling and stuff, and I like the mechanic, and I like it, but for me, there just isn't enough of that. It's not fun enough. Um, yeah, it it, it seems a bit too much like hard work
1: for me to try yeah. and get my head around to master it. And I did brave an online match just to see what that experience was like. Matchmaking was pretty quick, it was fine, didn't seem cool. to be that many people online, but I got into a match straight away, but it instantly put me in a chat with a stranger. And as (laughs) I've said on previous, I I am if I want to be social, I will be social. I don't want it to be like forced down my throat. So I I just don't. Why? I don't want to hear from some stranger. He was a perfectly nice gentleman, but I just I freeze. Like I I didn't say a thing. He was talking the whole time, and I was just like. I she didn't even breathe because, that's because, like, you don't need to be chatting to someone to play this game, do you? You don't? Well, no, but he was like, oh, well <clears throat> fought, sir, but at the end of it, it <laughs> was really nice. And I just ignored, I didn't say anything because I, I wasn't sure if my mic was on or not. So I was just like, holding my breath the whole time. <laughs> I like I mean, you, like, yeah. My wife came through and was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. He knows I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, very, um, very unpleasant. Um, yeah, yeah, advertising good. It's good that yeah. the
0: matchmaking was, was quick and stuff. Yeah. 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 But don't um, put me in a chat with
1: a stranger. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I, I think ultimately as well, this isn't my sort of game. I think I make no secret of the fact that I like kind of story-driven narrative adventure sort of games. And that doesn't... If this had one, I'd be much more inclined to, to want to play it. But, yeah, mm. just the, the gameplay on its own isn't enough to, to make it appeal. But that said, I don't think this is... I, I appreciate it and I kinda admire what it's trying to do i think it looks great it seems technically very good at what it does it's just not the sort of game i would normally play and doesn't really yeah. um doesn't really speak to me as a gamer so don't let me put you off because i think what it does do it, it what it tries to do what it sets out to do it does very well um so yeah yeah agree i'd probably re- <laughs> listen to some more reviews of people that actually <laughs> you know give it a bit more time and and uh play it and actually properly review it rather than just give yeah. their first impressions <laughs> seems fair okay um right well alex you've been playing something else as well but before we get on that i would just like to remind everyone that if they'd like to support us they can give this podcast a sub on the service they are using um and if they could please leave us a review too well that would be quite nice um and you can follow us on twitter at cross also at The Cross Players. And if you really want to show the love, you can do so via patreon.com slash The Cross Players. And for £2 a month, you can help us produce the show and get entry into our lovely little WhatsApp group, which has been particularly uh, stupid today. Uh, but thank you, everyone. Uh, so yeah, Alex, you have been playing one game also this week. Uh, and it's not, released in the greatest state. Of course we're talking about hell sweeper VR. And as a topic really this week, I just wanted to talk about what is going on with all of the broken games that keep coming out on psvr two. And I'm not just talking about all oh, this you know, need some patches or enhancements and things. It's games that release and then literally within a day there is a pre written, it would seem, statement from the developers saying, Yeah, we knew our game was a bit of a state. But don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna fix it. We're gonna fix it. Just just, just hang in there. Just just stick with us. It's like I've just given you 30 quid, 40 quid, whatever it is, uh, and you knew that the game was... Why do not you tell us... Well, yeah, why didn't this statement come out yeah. the day before release? So, yeah, so tell us about Hellsweeper, Alex. How are you getting on with that? It,
2: it's bad, right? And it, and it's bad purely graphically. And it, and it is purely graphically, and it's such a shame because you can tell straight away that this game plays incredibly well. Well thought through, it's well designed. I think it's going to be a very enjoyable game, Ben. I think you'll love this game. Um, it's like just in terms of how intuitive it is. It's like flick, flick your wrist up by holding the button in your gun cup. Flick it down. You've got your sword. You can do the same in both. You can be dual wielding. Do it another way. You've now got your fire. Do it this way. You've got another, and it's like. In terms of how intuitive it is, how fluid the gameplay is, I mean, I haven't played too much of it yet because um, it was more we were quite late in getting the codes out, and I think we can now understand why codes were quite late in coming out in PSVR two, and I think they've also stopped giving out PSVR two codes from what I've read between the lines and some emails and stuff that I've seen. Um, that could be wrong, but it's the worst game I've probably seen in terms of some of the textures and some of the. Um, it's not. I've seen people say it's blurry, and I wouldn't say it's blurry, but it says it's really low. But the word I'm looking for, like, I don't see even like trying to read the boxes that were trying to tell you things. I was struggling to read the stuff on screen, like so. All the menus were coming up, and it was telling you about things, and I'm like, is this my eyes? Have I just not quite got this quite right? And I couldn't read a lot of the boxes. Um. Because it was so low, I can't, it's not. What's the word I'm looking for here?
1: Not... A fuzzy.
2: No, not fuzzy. Like resolution, low
1: resolution.
0: Uh, low res.
2: Yeah, it was really, really low res. Um, and it's to your point, uh, Laurie. I saw someone come out like as the first kind of sets of reviews came out of this late on, like just before it was releasing. And they're like, oh, i just wait for that text box come up and this, um, the document saying this, blah, blah, blah. We're sorry about this. We're going to address this. We're going to address that. And it did. And it came. Um, And they actually put out a much bigger one on their Discord. So i read it. And I'm just going to read this little bit because it's quite interesting what they've actually said. So, We'll look at this bit just now in terms of why. And there's another bit, I thinking in the conversation where it might go. It says... The key factor as to why the graphical quality is not as good as it should be was down to a decision we made at the start of development to use what is known as standard pipeline in Unity. Many of the technological improvements, such as foveated rendering, have occurred in another pipeline, Universal Render Pipeline, URP. While the VR landscape enjoys many such beneficial tech these days that enables developers to utilise higher fidelity graphics, this was very much experimental, less stable and reliable years ago. And the fast-paced action of Hell Super made it difficult for them to work with. So the decision was, in their belief, that the gameplay was better than... And I've kind of paraphrased in the last bit, but they put more focus in the gameplay than in the resolution that they could work with. Because when they started the development, they were using a different stream within the engine to the stream they needed to be to utilise the new features of the PSVR 2. And they also said, if I think if they'd have made this as a port of the quest version it will look better but they decided not to make it a port of the quest version and to make it a native psvr 2 version and that's partly the decision why it ended up looking as bad as well which i don't really understand but there's probably a lot of technical things hmm. there because i know a lot of people say oh this is just another rubbish port but it isn't <clears> a port <throat> it was built for psvr
0: 2 Um i should be stressed that there's been reviews of this game are for the quest version, and they say it's, it's absolutely brilliant. It's because obviously there's no graphical issue there, and the gameplay is really solid, and it looks it looks really good.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's a shame because there is definitely there's a very 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 good game here, like a very good game here, I would say, um, and it's just you like why didn't they delay it? Why or why is that lack of transparency? Isn't issue? Why is this not? They knew probably. And I think from what they've said, they probably knew a week in advance, at least, how this was going to kind of fall. They'll probably.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a. Take, take the money off people that have pre-ordered the game.
2: But I don't know if that's. Well, that's what, where, if I'm reading between the lines, I'm wondering if that's one of the reasons why they had to release it. So. I'm going to read this little bit Some of you might wonder why we chose to release the game despite being aware of the graphical discrepancies for the PSVR 2 version. The answer is a complex mix of obligations and strategic decisions. In truth, our QA with Sony only ended barely a week ago and while we were very optimistic at the start, we realised towards the end that a lot of compromises had to be made to fulfil the vision we had for Hell Super VR and to be able to support crossly across different devices with varying graphical fidelities. As such, we resolved to first release a combat-centric, health put experience we envisioned, and follow up with graphical updates post-release, so that it feels like their hand was forced a little bit when they knew there was issues that they couldn't. But it, it sounds but... like
1: their hand was forced for strategic, i.e., yeah, money, money reasons. Like the strategy must be: we need to let's get, it out. get our game out on this newish platform where the probably attach rate for games is much higher than it will be in a year, two years' time, six months even. But it just, I think devs and publishers are forcing games out because it's such a fertile ground at the moment and people are just buying up more games than you normally would. You know how when a console first comes out and you end up buying Snake Pass or Mr. (laughs) Shifty? yeah for the switch and, and games that if they came out now you wouldn't even pay any attention to them at all i think there's an element of that and they're almost like yeah we could wait and make it look nice but by that time the market will have shrunk there'll be much more competition it'll be completely saturated so let's just get it out hope for the best and deal with the consequences and at least we've made our money
0: Mm. this is not just off the hell sweeper we've had this situation probably most prominently with switchback vr that was kind of another graphical yep. issues where you know, i remember you saying the same back when that released ben is the yeah they just want to get in there get that early adopter but you also got no man's sky came out and that was a poor obviously we've arrived in a very poor blurry fashion and it's now had the extra work of extra time cooking and now it looks a completely different game uh firewall ultra arguably needed much more time to develop. There's just lots of very strange things. I mean, that was probably more about kind of design choices and the lack of a beta test and stuff that they didn't get that feedback from players. Yeah, just, again, it feels like if they just got some feedback from players, they should have just had like an open
1: few weekends, captured as much feedback as possible and then adopted that.
0: Uh, Green Hell, I think, is another one recently.
1: Green Hell's a great one and similar to Hell Sweeper, it's the fact that Green Hell performs better on other platforms as well yeah it doesn't have uh, the
0: same issues and that's strange because psvr2 is apart from you know if you've got a really super duper pc vr setup but uh, it's just bizarre that psvr2 the whole point of having uh, a tethered headset to the power of a ps5 is so you're not going to get those graphical compromises that you need to have on on a portable headset like quest um that's the whole Rationale for doing it, and if you're thinking, "Well, I could buy the PSVR2, or I could just get a quest where the games apparently run better, and I don't have to buy a PS5 or be tethered to anything," then yeah, come on, Sony, <laughs> people it, give them a reason to to pay the extra expense to buy into your your platform.
1: Um, also, like them putting Sony is a good is a good point though, because I forget what the game. I don't think it was a VR game, but there was a game recently where what was it a VR game? Maybe it was where a Sony had just gone, no, you haven't passed certification. It's VR Skater, so... was it not? Was it that, or Gazelles be- or something?
2: Well, Gazlers is still within something, so Gazlers <laughs> hasn't come out yet because of that, but VR Skater, it was a certification issue that pushed that right. release back.
1: Um... But it's, it's like, I think they m- might need to be even more stringent with it, because the problem they're going to face is when the Quest 3 comes out, mm-hmm. that's going to be there's going to be a much closer parity between the power of the psvr2 and quest three suddenly if these games come out on quest three and they're great and they're not good on psvr2 for whatever weird reason then that's damaging really damaging yeah so,
0: and it would be yeah, okay if sony was leaving the charge with their own first party experiences that are really technically polished like your call of the mountains yeah. and your Gran Turismo 7s and then you've got companies like Capcom putting big AAA experiences like Resident Evil on that's fine but Sony aren't even the charge with that <laughs> they've had two games and then they're staying silent on it so yeah they are yeah. they are depending on the third parties to deliver with these games and you get games like, like Synapse that, that really stand out as being technically fantastic and really polished experiences but they can't have more games that are sort of known for their compromises and being kind of a bit of a mess at launch that eventually do get better. Maybe um, it seems to be there's there's more in that category than there are the,
1: the polished mm. standout things arriving on day one, working as they should do. Which is yeah. not a great. Look. Well, that's a good point, <laughs> and it does. You know, getting back to the point about the switch when that launched, there was a whole lot of Nintendo leading the way and going, "Yeah, don't don't complain that this is only a tablet. Look what we can do with it. Look at how good these games look that we're making. So there's no excuse why you can't port." A third party game, you know, they, yeah. Witcher 3, for example, didn't look great when it first came out, but they sort it out. But, you know, Sony, you're right. It would be good if Sony can come forward and go, this is what it's capable of because there's just not enough people. You know, it's almost embarrassing. It's almost like it seems like there's some sort of issue with yeah the hardware for other people to work with. But uh, yeah, which isn't, isn't good at all.
2: Because I, th- I think one of the other things that they did come out and say they said because I think obviously with a lot of the Unity stuff coming on and they were talking about bits and pieces and Unity people were jumping on Unity probably unfairly in this instance and they said it was but well, what they said it was more down to the unfortunate timing of the vr two's announcement during their development phase and then their subsequent decision making to so say to blame themselves more than anybody rather than people blaming Unity so I mean depending on what point. In what stage you're at the hardware, it does sound like the initial choices in the engine that he used were partially to play here because he couldn't utilise some of the other things at play at that point in time. But again, that just comes down to well, wait till you can utilise it. Don't force it mm. out the door because it's not going to do you anything any good in the long run.
0: Especially if the gameplay is so strong, then if yeah. you have to release it next year, then it will do well next year. You know, if the game can speak for itself and stand up for itself, then you don't need to try and just get it out there early just to try and get it yeah. get it over the line and stuff. Just people that's, will buy it when it's frustrating.
1: ready. For, from a user perspective, that's frustrating for Hell Sweeper and Switchback. And VR Skater. I was enjoying VR Skater, but I was wrestling with mm. it the whole time. Like it's just, it's just there's, these these games are so close. To being what we need them to be. But it's just these little technical gripes that keep, yeah. keep cropping up and getting and the I way. think
0: the, the technical gripes in VR are that much more like noticeable, aren't they? Because in a normal game yeah. it's, do not have that immersion breaking impact that when something's in VR it really stands out if there's something wrong with it? Yeah.
1: yeah. You, you know, you get a couple of hitched frames in a normal game, you're like, know, whatever. You get it in VR, you're like, oh, Or, or like, no. you get a hard crash in a normal
0: game. Like, it's yeah. like oh, what's going on there? Hard crash in VR. It's like being ripped out of the matrix. It's like ah fuck. Like it's yeah. really, you know, it's, it's just kind of shock ship. everything just crashes. Um, that's what I had. That um, before your eyes, that I had that hard crash on that. that. That really kind of literally ruined the whole experience for me. Just because yeah. the whole that whole, yeah, playing a game that was two hours long and an hour and forty five minutes into it, it just crashes and just like oh, just totally ripped out of it. And by the time I restarted, it, all of that kind of
1: you've been kind of building that emotion throughout it and it's just kind of, nope, <laughs> gone now. Um. And that that is such a shame because that game is such a you game. Out of the three of us, if I had to bet who would have liked it the most, I would have said you. But the mm. fact that well, you had those technical issues with it, it's just ruined it. And it's the same for me and Switchback. Mm. Like, I, I, you know, that's simple. Shooting, brilliant. Not that scary, perfect. Get to a bit that I can't get past because reasons yeah that's yeah, just oh, like this
2: same thing with switchback as well because it crashed right at the end of like the first time of playing it and i'm like well, if yeah. it's going to crash then i don't want to keep
0: going mm-hmm. it's a shame yeah and it's right because there are games that do run brilliantly well so it's not yeah the help is fine the bs5 can run these games uh it's just a, a case of you think maybe they so you need to be more hands-on with, like, we need to give you the technical support to, to, to get this stuff working smoothly, or to be more open with if you've got any queries or issues, if there's any kind of bug fixes they need help with. I don't know. I'm not a developer, but whatever the, the answer is, it can't just be to release games broken and then have a statement ready the the next day to say, yeah, yeah, we know it's shit. Sorry about that, but thanks for giving us your money and uh, trust us that we'll we'll get around to fixing it soon. Promise.
1: Yeah. Not on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I should say it's not just. Um, VR, because you get games like Cyberpunk and they do eventually, you know, that release in an absolute state and they, they, they worked at it and they kept working it. it, it turned into the game it needed to be, but it just feels like you get more and more of them these days and particularly it's noticeable on, on PSVR 2
2: Because I think even, as you, as you say, I think what PD3 released yesterday is, at the time of recording and I think it had a solid day mm. of matchmaking not working so and that's a game that you need matchmaking because that's how yep. the game. Worked. And it was just basically like it just didn't work. And they had beat- betas and stuff. I'm sure, um, or certainly they had closed tests and stuff. And it still came out and it didn't work. Um, hopefully it's a bit better now. But it's it's, it's not just it's not just PSVR two, but it's kind of where we are in the industry. People need to get games out, and they're forcing
0: games out. And yeah, I mean, but, and- they must know their numbers, and they must know that you know we can even do this, or we could do that, and this is the better option financially. Because ultimately, that is what matters. Yeah, the that's finances got to yeah. be it. But that's you'd think yeah. that you know it's that day one that that's when games make their sales, isn't in that release window, that's when they sell stuff. And if you mess up your release window, and then six months later it's fixed, yeah, I'd love to know switchback. Did it have a big another peak of sales once they they got that big patch out? Maybe, but I, I doubt it. They probably wasted all that goodwill because there's probably a lot of people they don't pre-order games, they wait for reviews or initial impressions from their favourite kind of commentators on YouTube, people like us maybe, who knows. Mm. Uh, and then they decide, okay, I, I, that seems like safe, safe bet to go and buy. And if all those first impressions are like, nah, shit, then they won't buy it, they'll hold off and maybe they'll get around to buying it later or probably they'll just move on to something else unless you're going to completely yeah. like re-release the game and make it like, like a whole new thing. Um, yeah, unless you are a massive game like Cyberpunk, I don't think you can really recapture that zeitgeist and stuff
1: to do it. No. And I think so... that what really exacerbates it on in VR is because you are right; it's the same with non VR games. Like Jedi Survivor was a, another mm-hmm. good example from the earlier on in the year. The difference is we are starving for good games on PSVR two, like really good games. You are not having that problem on you know traditional consoles like we you, you can't play all the games all the great games that are coming out whereas we are there's a famine <laughs> for for PSVR like really top quality PSVR 2 stuff so every one of these that comes out that gets hyped and then comes out and it's a dud is like another nail in the coffin and it's,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So by that you mean there's loads of games to play, but it's those stand standout releases that you wanna you wanna hang the platform on. You Half Life Alexes and stuff that are gonna be the the system sellers. And so yeah, yeah. when games like uh, Firewall come out, that should be that
1: game. Yeah. then and when they when they fall flat, it's uh, it's not good. Exactly. And even in the absence of those, even the ones that are coming out that would be like filling the gaps between them, we're having issues with. So yeah, it's uh, it is a real problem. They need to get on top of it asap.
0: Well, in the meantime, we'll just have to play more synapse, more pistol whip, and more another fisherman's tale. night <laughs> Oh yeah, there he is. <laughs> we need to bell. Then we can really Uh Yeah, I mean to be fair, that's a technically accomplished game. I don't think it's ever crashed on me. So yeah, talk to those devs. True. They know what they're doing. Um, Cool. Well, I think we should probably end it there with that discussion. Let's hope we don't have to have this conversation again because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, what is it, six, seven months into the lifespan of the platform? Let's hope this is just, it's that period of, like the devs here are saying, that they started development and then it's, this is, VR's come along and hopefully by next year that have had long enough with the platform, any games in development will have had that time to transition to the new technology that's on offer from PSVR 2. So hopefully, in year two onwards we're not going to be seeing as many examples of this
1: definitely fingers uh back uh slightly earlier in the show i think the arcade game you were talking about laurie was silent scope yep that's the one that one Yep. good there we go i need to leave all your comments yeah all those comments got it All um, those comments yeah
0: Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, If you enjoy this episode, we would love it if you could tell your family and friends about us uh, and maybe leave us a review on YouTube because we don't do the giveaways anymore. But no reason you can't still go and leave a comment on the YouTube reply to the tweets that we put out every week to say oh lovely episode uh, it's lovely to get those comments and messages so thank you very much to everyone that does um, and if you want to get more involved with the rest of our crew please don't hesitate to drop into our discord and say hi um, thank you for everyone that's done so already and last but not least thank you to all of our patrons for supporting the work we do now i've been your host laurie these two have been ben and alex and we will see you again next time until then it's goodbye